Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Hey girl, in today's episode, I am going to be giving you five in the episode I said four and then I changed my mind. So be prepared that you're going to be getting five actionable steps that you can implement immediately to instantly improve your Instagram profile. Sound like a plan? I am so excited to finally be able to share with you guys some of the things that I have learned and research that I've done and just this area that I've really had to kind of become an expert in because it's so much a part of my brand. I started everything I do on Instagram. So I thought, you know what? I might as well start sharing some tips and some advice and some actionable steps you can take right away. But before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to tell you about something pretty exciting. And that is that the Own Your Everyday launch team is finally open. You guys, I've had so many questions about this launch team and now it's finally available to apply and get into but we're closing the doors in just a few days. So if you wanna be a part of this, if you want to help me launch this book just because, girl, like I just need your support and it would mean the world. <laughs> I absolutely love having a team of women who are like carrying this thing on their back and I would love for you to be a part if you haven't applied yet. Seriously, it would be so, so much fun. This is going to be like a family and we're just rallying around the OIE launch. So if you're into that, if you're into doing live videos with me and connecting with other like-minded women and finding people to maybe have a book club with and launching the book out of this book, you guys, just in a few weeks, I would love for you to join the launch team. Just go to jordanleedooley.com slash OIE dash launch. That's jordanleedooley.com slash OIE dash launch. And we will put that link in the show notes so that you can apply and get involved. It is going to be such a good time and we have a limited amount of spots, but I would love for you to be a part of it. There's just a few days left to get in. So be sure you go to jordanleedooley.com slash OIE dash launch and join the party, my friend. All right. All that said, let's dive into this episode and learn some actionable steps you can take to immediately improve your Instagram profile. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, hey, sister. In this episode, we are going to be covering something that I haven't covered on the podcast before, but that I get so many questions on. I can hardly keep up with it. And so I was like, you know what? Even though it's not necessarily been a big part of the content that I've put out before, I'm always down to grow. My brand has evolved about a thousand times over the last several years. So I'm never afraid to kind of step into new spaces and offer, you know, content that really I'm getting asked for. And so this may apply to you. It may not, but I think it could be really, really helpful information for you to learn and to know. Um, and I'm going to be doing this in like a series over the next several weeks and trying to put out a tip or a couple of tips or, you know, actionable steps that you can implement immediately because the more that my brand has grown, the more that I have stepped into new spaces like writing books and expanding into the podcast space and really building out a fully functional um, and sustainable personal brand, I get a ton of questions about how in the world do you actually do that? You know, maybe you are thinking about starting um, an Etsy store or a boutique or an online shop, but that just sounds way outside of what you could 
ever imagine yourself doing. Or maybe you are a photographer or maybe you um, are a coach online. I have done a lot of coaching myself. Maybe you write books and devotionals. I've also done that. Maybe you speak. I've done that. Um, I've done a lot of things. Sometimes I overwhelm myself. It's a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I have a friend who is a dietitian, but she uses the internet to do her work rather than working in an office. You know, the options are so endless for building a personal brand. And, you know, it's incredible the way that it can morph and expand and grow with you rather than, you know, maybe just sticking in one area or one thing. So it fits a personality like mine to have kind of a multifaceted brand. But I get so many questions about, you know, my process and, it's so interesting to me because a lot of those questions revolve around how do I use the internet to do intentional work, whether, you know, you're representing an organization or your own personal brand. Um, and you know, I started on Instagram. I got my whole start on Instagram, which then moved to Facebook. I actually still am a believer in Facebook for those of you who are like, so over Facebook, the next several times that we talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast, um, on these kind of bonus episodes, trust me, I'm going to change your mind. (laughs) Um, but anyways, so, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to all these spaces, but a lot of what I do now started by zeroing in and really intentionally growing and building, not a platform. I mean, it is a platform on, on Instagram and on social media, But I think looking at it like that can create this like pressure to hustle for immediate growth. And I definitely want to give you some tools and actionable steps to help you grow in these episodes. But at the same time, I remember a piece of advice that my dad gave me when I was a kid, and I'm going to share it here to kind of lay the groundwork for any other tips that I give in these in these bonus episodes. So um, when my, when I was a kid, my dad, both my parents were entrepreneurs. So it makes sense that I am, you know, very much into kind of creating my own path <laughs> and building things that I'm passionate about and finding ways to make them sustainable. It's just like in my blood. Um, but anyways, with that, you know, my parents both were entrepreneurs. My mom worked in the sports world and she also worked in the language world. Her first language was Spanish. Most people don't realize I have Latina blood. <laughs> um, and so she does a lot of Sp- Spanish English training and that's evolved and led her to many other things within the sports world um, and in the education world, which is why I also feel like I'm a little bit of a natural educator. Um, that's also in my blood. My grandmother she, when she immigrated from Mexico to the U.S., she trained, um, or not trained, she taught kids who were, you know, in the Hispanic community English, and they, she also taught them how to read. She wrote a, a reading program called Yo Puedo Leer, which means I can read. And so then my mom now writes, you know, English-Spanish curriculum and training curriculum. So, you know, me with my courses and, you know, speaking and the things that I teach on and just all the personal development and the things that I'm passionate about from branding to faith to, you know, personal development and everything in between makes so much sense that I kind of take on a natural educator or coach role. And then my dad, he actually ran a construction company. So kind of different industries, but you know, he was a builder, a creator in some way or form. So it makes sense that I have a little bit of that too. Um, I don't build homes. I'm you're, you're glad you're probably glad that I don't because that would be dangerous, but I don't build buildings like he does. Um, but I do have that creative spirit. And so You know, I remember growing up in this environment and learning so much about just this world. And my dad, I will never forget, he never said, you know, business is about making a bunch of money or having, you know, this incredible product. I mean, you want to have good products, obviously, but, you know, he's like anything that you do when within the business space, regardless of the the nature of your business, you know, your, your business can be a product, a service, a personality, a cause, a combination of those things, which is kind of how mine is. It's like a personality, a cause and some products and services. So it's kind of, kind of (laughs) integrating all those things together. But, you know, he never said like, it's about having the best marketing plan, even though marketing is important. He never said it's about having, you know, the, coolest, you know, website. I mean, my dad is so funny. I'm pretty sure his company website is still from 2006. I've talked to him about that a lot. Um, (laughs) I'm like, we have got to fix this. But anyways, um, so, you know, but the number one lesson that he really ingrained in me as a child and that I think is so important for me to pass on to you is that no matter what business model you take, no matter, you know, even if you're running a nonprofit, you still are technically building a business, right? Um, something that functions and pays people and pays bills and supports a cause you believe in. And, you know, he pretty much said he was like, his number one piece of advice was that business is built 
on relationships. Very simple, but something I think we often miss when we are so focused on how do I build my Instagram? How do I make the most, you know, the awesome website? How do I, you know, scale the revenue? Like all these things. And so from the time that I was a child, he ingrained in me the importance of relationships and how, you know, having a successful business is, you know, one part visual, one part, you know, branding. But if that is not grounded in intentional relationships, then it's only going to create so much buy-in, right? It might look pretty. It's like, I don't know if you've read the book Primal Branding, but it kind of speaks to this, like what makes people actually care about what you have to say, about what you have to share, about what you have to offer. And usually what makes people most willing to in any way interact with what you create, share, or do is when they really believe in you or when they really feel, I mean, I remember when, when I was growing up and we went through, I wish I was just about out of high school at this point, but you know, there was a really hard economic time and my dad, you know, the only reason why, I mean, he was building buildings and a, a lot of the real estate market was affected, but the reason he was able to stay in business was because of relationships that he had. And one of his clients, I believe, was because of the recession and a lot of people were renting furniture. And so the rent-a-center stores were growing rapidly because that was a need in the recession. People didn't want to, you know, buy furniture or, you know, a lot of people were choosing to rent. And so rent-a-center furniture stores were growing really fast. And my dad, he was the contractor basically to build rent-a-centers. And so the reason we, his company didn't go completely under was because of a relationship that said, Hey, you're my guy, you know, we've built a relationship and I want to have you on the project for these. Otherwise, you know, a lot of the buildings that he had been, you know, and projects that he had been part of for a long time, they weren't building new buildings, you know, so he would have been completely out of work. So that really saved their company during that time. And so that was a really big lesson for me early on in life before I ever thought to create my own brand or start an Etsy store, which evolved into so many other things. Things, you know, um, and that's really what I've built my entire social media on brand on everything is focused on not how am I getting customers or how am I growing my popularity? It's rooted in how am I building relationship? How am I creating intentional connection, right? How am I loving and serving and showing up for people, you know, not only on the internet, but also, you know, behind the scenes? How am I, you know, I've been very intentional to go out of my way to build relationships with people in my niche, people that do similar things, other online business owners. We joined an inner circle, which you have to pay to be a part of. But I looked at that as a worthy investment because I wanted to learn from other people who were smarter than me. And I also wanted to be able to support them, to sit in a room with them, to connect with them, because that creates relationship, right? And, you know, connecting with people that have expertise in different areas, whether that's video or, you know, a retail shop management, you know, or manager, people who can really help expand the brand rather than trying to say, oh, I'm just going to have a sick, you know, social media profile. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to just go at this as a one woman show and I'm just going to inspire the world. No, (laughs) that's impossible. And if someone's doing it and says they're doing it, they're lying Um, because relationship is so, so key. And so, you know, I want to share that before I even talk about, you know, some ways to improve your Instagram profile or, you know, be more intentional about social media and increase your engagement and, you know, build out your backend infrastructure and just different things that you really kind of need to know if you are in any way using the internet for your work or for your organization or for your cause. Um, You know, I will say if I had to say what I'm truly an expert in, you know, I've done a lot of things, um, everything from running a retail store to creating online communities to speaking to writing a published book to self-publishing books, Um, literally coaching. I mean, podcasting. I mean, there's several different areas that I've really had to become an expert in very quickly. And I'm not even sure I would entirely call myself an expert, but I'm definitely, you know, learning very quickly. But what I would say if I had to nail what are you ultimately an expert in, it'd be communication, social media, and personal branding. Because I have 
in all of those spaces from podcasting to retail store to, you know, building an online community to creating resources. I've created a lot of faith-based resources to really serve a community of women and young girls who want to grow in that. And I love getting to do that. That's a part of my brand, my multifaceted brand. Um, I've created, you know, time management courses and all of that has been rooted in having effective communication and or connection strategies or methods that I've really almost come so naturally to me that I've, you know how sometimes you can pass off something that comes easily to you and just think everyone understands it. <laughs> kind of been the story of my life, which is why I'm finally starting to open up about this stuff and teach on it and share on it because I realized the more that I was coaching and the more that I've, you know, been able to help some women and friends in this area, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe everyone doesn't know it the way I do. Or maybe, you know, this is something that I can actually help people with because I didn't realize that not everyone thinks the way I do. Um, and maybe I do have some expertise in this area. So like, let's own that, you know, and let me help you guys. So anyways, you know, I really would say building connection and communication in such a way that establishes a relationship with my, I hate the word target audience. Cause I feel like that makes people not sound like people. Um, more like I look at you guys as friends. Um, I look at you more. I mean, I literally think of you guys. It's so funny. People will say, oh my gosh, I feel like this podcast episode was directed, like directly created for me. Or I feel like this Instagram caption or this email was, you know, personally crafted with me in mind. And I literally want to be like, it was, that's the thing. Like I have so much intentionality when it comes to what I'm creating and writing. I have the girl in mind of who I want it to reach. And every post or piece of content is going to serve a different little piece of my audience, right? If you're tuning into this and you're like, I have zero intention to build a personal brand. I'm in med school. I don't really use social media other than for fun. Then this specifically might just give you some insight and some encouragement, but it probably isn't, you know, crafted specifically for you, but I know exactly who it is crafted for and I'm speaking to you, sister. So, you know, and then there's other episodes for my married girls or whatever. So I love that this has kind of become a variety show for personal development in all areas of your life from faith to relationships, to business, to health. Um, but I will say, you know, going back to my point, I know I just went in a big circle. <laughs> I didn't do that, but really, you know, establishing true connection and communication and intentionally and strategically, which there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> strategically, it doesn't have to be slimy. Um, using social media and the internet space and landscape to effectively reach, serve, and problem solve for the woman I'm trying to reach. Notice I didn't say inspire. And notice I also didn't say market or sell. That's ultimately the both of those. Okay, so this is one thing I want you to get before I share any specific tips on social media because I promise I'm going to answer a question, but I want you to get this before I ever teach anything else on social media. And that is ultimately that when you use the internet space, whether you are focusing on building a YouTube platform or creating a podcast or growing your Instagram or you know building an email list or all of the above using Facebook, you need to get <laughs> that you are not here to inspire and you are not here to sell. Now, before you're like, huh? Listen to this. You, my friend, are here to problem solve. Okay. When you are using social media, you have to shift your perspective because here's what happens. If you are focused on, I have to create a post or a piece of content that will sell for me or that will just inspire everybody, both are going to be ineffective. What will happen though, if you focus on problem solving, then you will naturally end up not only inspiring or serving, but you will also like the, the byproduct of problem solving is that you will be able to sell without ever feeling like you have to sell something. Right. And I think we get that wrong a lot. I think we, you know, maybe you're super passionate about relationships or maybe you're super passionate about healthy food or natural living or faith. Right. I have so many girls reach out to me and they're like, I want to start a blog to inspire girls in their faith. And if that's the only reason you want to start it, like go for it, do that. But what I also get is then they're like, and I also want to figure out how to make a living from it. And I'm like, okay, trust me from someone who's learned the hard way. Let me teach you something. If you are simply setting out to inspire and you don't have a clear problem that you're solving or mission that you're serving, or you don't know exactly who you're speaking to and what resources you are going to create, you're going to have a really hard time. And on the flip side, I also have women reach out to me like, I really just need to sell more products. I need to get a bigger audience and I just need to sell more. And I'm like, and you're also wrong. <laughs> so I guess, you know, I'm sharing what that this key lesson that my dad taught me, um, because I think that that has to come first. We have to understand 
true brands, impactful organizations, impactful brands, authors, personalities, businesses, you name it. Think of your favorite brands. They are not built on popularity or sales. They may have gotten very popular. They may have made a lot of sales, but I want you to think of people that you really feel connected to and that you follow, that you buy from, that you trust. Like for me, think of someone like um, Joanna Gaines, okay? Why do we all love Joanna Gaines? Well, we're probably not gonna have Joanna come read you our house, right? Like very few of us are gonna ever do that. And if you do, like, that's cool. But, you know, the likelihood of her actually giving her one of her key services to us is pretty low, right? The demand is high. The supply is low. And that's not ultimately why we love her. But we probably will get some of her products versus somebody else's because Joanna has allowed us to feel like we are connected with her, like we get her, like she's normal, just like us. She's just you know, kind of got the heartland values and the everyday kind of vibe. And why do we, why do we feel connected to that? Well, because we can relate to that because we feel served by that. We feel normalized, right? But Joanna never set out just to encourage 10 million people. She set out because she had a project in mind and she was solving a clear problem. Your house is a mess (laughs) and let's make it better, right? Let's give you a home you love to live in. But along the way, let me build a relationship not only with my clients, but with my viewers who may not actually be buying a service from me. And I think we often look at it like our entire audience either needs to be our customer base or we're afraid to make anyone a customer. And it's weird to me because I'm like, well, literally like Joanna's customer base before they ever had like a product line was so tiny. They just had a few houses, right? But the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people were watching that and feeling connected to that and being inspired by it. But she was not focused on inspiring everyone. She was focused on connecting and solving a problem. So I want you to think about that no matter, you know, what you do, whether it's a part-time side hustle, maybe you, you know, I don't know, sell young living or Mary Kay or something like that, or maybe you have a photography business or you babysit on the side, or I don't know what it is, but if you're using social media for it at all, or using the internet at all, regardless of your audience size, you need to understand the importance of relationship and problem solving, right? That is so, so key. So all that to say, I know I just rambled for like 15 minutes, but, um, you know, The questions that I get are like, how do I build my social media following? How do I improve my social media? How do I connect with people better? So in this series, that's really what I'm going to be sharing real actionable steps on. And I don't want to waste your time, but I think it's really key to lay that groundwork because if you're not doing Instagram with intention, if you're not faithfully stewarding Facebook in a way that's bigger than just making inspiring posts or trying to sell stuff to people all the time, you're just, it's not going to be effective. And then you're going to feel frustrated and then you're going to get stuck and then you're not going to grow. And then you're not going to see the results you want to see. So anyways, all that to say, um, I will kind of dive into now that we've kind of laid that groundwork and hopefully even that has been helpful for you. I want to give you um, a few actionable steps to immediately improve your Instagram space. So throughout this series, I want to talk about Instagram. I know that's where we all hang out and that's what we all love. Uh, But I also, I want to talk about some other things because for me, it was really key to diversify my platforms. So later on throughout this um, series or these bonus episodes, I'll share a little bit more on that. That's actually been really, really helpful and key when it comes to getting published. Um, Them seeing I don't just live on one space. Um, But anyways, I'll share more on that later. So Today, I want to talk about some really simple changes that you can make to immediately improve your Instagram and capture your target audience more specifically. Um, not um, This episode won't talk quite so much about growth because I... I will cover that in a different episode and give you some tips for that. But I will say that so many people think that what they need is more followers, right? And while growth is important, I'm always like, well, why would you grow if you're bringing them to something that isn't even prepared to support a bigger audience, right? Like that would be like if you, let's say you're in a small room and there are 100 people there and there's no food for them, okay? But then you're like, but if just more people came, I could sell more. But there's nothing there for them to clearly, like, you're not solving the problem. Oh, they're hungry. I'm going to give them food, right? And there's a whole spread that will serve those 100 people well or the 10 that are hungry that want to eat, right? You don't have to sell to all of them. You don't have to provide something to all of them. But the key ones, you will. So 
I get frustrated because I think it's so easy to think, oh, I just need to grow. I need to grow. I need to grow. And I'm like, but if you're growing, but not, not prepared for that growth and not bringing people to a space where it's very clear what you can help them with and what you can do and how you can serve them, they're going to come and they're going to lose interest or they're not going to, they're going to be confused. They're not going to really understand what you do. That was a big reason I made changes. I've made a lot of changes to my social media. I've done a ton of research, learned a lot. I've listened to my fair share of podcast episodes, (laughs) watched my fair share of videos and taken courses and just really learned how to keep not only social media engagement strong, but really serve the audience that's there and not just inspire them, but also help problem solve while supporting my brand. So that said, you know, I want you to think about, I want you to look at your Instagram profile because um, I want you to just kind of like audit it. (laughs) I want you to look at it and go, okay, if I was a stranger and I came to this profile, would it be clear in the first like two to three seconds what I do? Would it be clear in the first 10 seconds if I scrolled a little bit why I should care? If it's not, then and it doesn't set you apart in any way, then you have to make some changes. So I think the best way I can go about this is to give you a few actionable steps that you can make immediately to your profile in this space so that you have a better, I mean, your profile is like the door, right? It's like your first impression. And as much as we want to say we don't read books by their covers, we do. (laughs) Um, or not read. We don't judge books by their covers. We do. And we also judge social media profiles because we're bombarded with them every single day by what's available to us and how clear they are and why we should care. Right? So if you truly want to create connection, you not only need to identify who you're really trying to connect with, doesn't have to be just one person, but you need to be a little bit more specific. And then you need to think about how you can really clarify your profile for even the 100 people or the 4,000 people that are there or whatever, even if you feel like it's not a big audience. So I just want, also, if you think 100 people isn't an audience, or if you think 4,000 people isn't an audience, I invite you to have that many people to your house and then think and see if you think it's not a big audience, because you're going to be like, oh, this is actually a lot of people. So anyways, um, when it comes to some updates you can make, the first thing that I want to talk about is, well, okay. First thing is what is in your profile. So in this in this specific episode, that's ultimately what I want to cover. So I want you to look at it. Does it say something like wife, mom, shop owner, this, that, whatever? Or I love tacos. Or <laughs> like, I don't know. I love the personal touches. And for so long I had those. Um, but I played around with a lot of different, I've actually tested a lot. If you've been following me for a while, you've probably seen that my Instagram bio has changed. And I promise that's not just because I'm indecisive, it's because I'm testing what seems to work best. When does my follower account grow? Or when do I get more engagement? Um, how is this being how is this more effective? You know, as much as I don't want to be all about like growing numbers just to grow numbers, we also need to know our numbers and figure out what works and what's actually helping people and creating that connection and establishing that relationship. So I've made a lot of changes to my Instagram bio and I continue to do that just to test and see what's really resonating. But one thing I would say is take the cutesy fluff out, really. Um, I've had that for a long time. I used to be like wife to Matt Dooley and, you know, uh, Indiana life and like random stuff that affect, like those are things that can be shared on the profile that should come through. And those are things that can be shared in stories and in highlights, but the bio specifically, which is ultimately kind of what I want to focus on today is such valuable, like space with very limited characters. So don't waste those characters. You don't need to give like, I love Jesus and tacos and guacamole and dancing and Beyonce. Like We get that you love that stuff. And as people like get to know you and fall in love with you as a person and like kind of the the girl behind the brand or the girl behind the profile, they'll know that. They'll learn that. And actually there's a way to strategically position that stuff so that you can create buy-in. But if it's just in your profile, to be honest, like I know a lot of people who love Beyonce and guacamole and I don't really care. (laughs) Like good for you, sister, but like how can you help me and why should I care? So First thing I would say is you need to get very clear on what you're going to use your social media as a tool to do. Um, And, you know, what's hard, I think, for us, if you're multi-passionate, I'm multi-passionate. So, you know, I love to coach women and help them with their social media. I love to write books. I love to talk about Jesus. I love to, you know, talk about marriage. So it's like, well, what the heck? You're talking about so many things. How do you really niche that down? So what I, you know, started to think about was, okay, when it comes to what I do, it's ultimately, if you had to wrap it all up in a bow, it's ultimately like, 
or personal development, right? Which can apply to business, which is more like professional development or, you know, spiritual growth. But ultimately it's personal development. And it's kind of like, I'm just creating connection and coaching women through different challenges that they experience in life. And so, you know, I'm, I hate that word personal development because I think it often means like just how you make a bunch of money and get fit. (laughs) I think personal development is so much broader than that. It's like your mental health, how you are in your faith, how you're stewarding, you know, your work, how you are disciplined in your everyday. Like, I just think it's so much deeper than what we often see personal development as being, which is usually centered around money, weight loss and popularity or like how we look. So I don't love that word, but it's the most accurate description when it comes to all that I do. Um, So I really started to think about, okay, if I had to tell what's the one way that you are helping someone, even if you have a couple different things that you touch on, right? You might touch on a variety of topics in your, um, in your profile or in your, you know, online space, which is good because that allows you to serve people from different angles. But when you boil it down to what you ultimately do, right? When you're, what's your ultimate goal and your end game? For me, it's been, okay, I'm multi-passionate. I'm busy. (laughs) I'm entrepreneurial. I'm, you know, passionate about helping women in these really important areas in their life. But I also, you know, am not trying to do everything. So how can I zero that in a bit, right? Rather than just talking about all the things within those topics, how can I bring it back to a core, um, purpose, right? How can I bring it back to what's the ultimate of that though? You know what I mean? So as I've really tried to clarify and refine my brand, my overall brand, even though there's different facets of it, right? The podcast does something a little bit different than my soul scripts shop and community does. And a little bit that does something a little bit different than my book and over like everyday kind of tools brand. And, you know, so there's these different elements, but ultimately what I'm focused on doing is, helping busy, passionate, you know, multifaceted women show up for what they're made to do. That includes in their brands. That's why I can do some coaching when it comes to social media and branding and things like that and communication. But it also means in their personal lives, like doing their dishes and being disciplined with their time, right? So even though that's still, that's still somewhat broad, but it hits a pain point right away. It's like, I help busy women, not just all women. If I could make it longer and I had enough characters, I'd probably add the word millennial because that's typically my audience. Um, I help busy millennial women. Even I could add the word passionate, passionate, busy millennial women, something like that show up for what they're made to do. Immediately it resonates because it clarifies the specific type of women that I'm helping busy, passionate, creative, multi-passionate, millennial, that kind of thing. And it tells them exactly what I'm, what my type, what my content and what resources I put out there, what it's helping them do. It's helping them show up in the things that they're really made to do. And a lot of people don't know what they're made to do. A lot of people feel confused as to what they're made to do. A lot of people feel overwhelmed. And so they feel like they're not showing up and stewarding what they're made to do well, right? They feel like they're just stretched so thin. So that immediately resonates like, yes, girl, like help me figure out what I made to do and then help me do it, right? So that's kind of still a little bit broader, but it helps me craft literally everything I make go, especially once I kind of helped myself clarify that it helps me every piece of content that I put out. Is this helping a woman show up for what she's made to do? right? Whether that's in her marriage, if it's a podcast about preparing for marriage or newlywed life or anything like that, or if that's in how she's using social media, which is this episode right now, right? So it all kind of boils back down to that. If it's just like, oh, this is just inspiring. It's like a little bit of that's okay. But if not, if the meaty pieces of content, the long form content don't give a woman the tools to do that, then what is the point? right? Then all I'm doing is just throwing fluff out there and it's not centered around my mission. And then the problem with not doing that consistently is there's brain confusion. People don't really understand what they come to me for. But when a woman's like, when I'm busy and multi-passionate and overwhelmed and I cannot figure out what I should focus on, when I feel like I can't get clarity on something or I don't know how to use something intentionally, or I don't even know what I'm supposed to do, Jay's my go-to girl because she's going to give me the tools, the resources, the inspiration, and the advice that I need to show up in those areas of my life that are most pivotal, right? So again, it still allows me variety, but it allows me to also educate and coach in very specific areas such as social media and business or, you know, having the soul scripts brand that gives resources for girls to show up for their faith in a way that is real and simple and community-based. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I am just popping in to say we are officially, officially, officially (laughs) less than six weeks out from the release of Own Your Everyday. 
Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. I don't know if it seems as crazy for you because you've probably just started hearing about this a couple weeks ago, but for your girl, it's a big deal. This has been a long process to say the least, and we are now just under six weeks away. If you have not pre-ordered the book yet, I would love if you would do that. And if you do, take a screenshot, tag me, put it on your Instagram story, tag me, let me know. I want to thank you. It means the absolute world. And when you pre-order, you get some awesome bonuses like a coaching program with me. I am walking you through how to identify your best ideas, how to prioritize your passions and your projects, not just when it comes to your career, but also just in your life. You also get access to a secret podcast episode with me. Um, And in that episode, I am sharing all the behind the scenes details about the crazy process that was the making of this book. You get 20% off a SoulScript shop item or resource like the She Refined Project or my college devotional or something else that you may have been wanting. And then the last thing you get when you pre-order is early access to the book. You can start reading right away. You get access to the first two chapters plus the intro. So if you pre-order, you get all those bonuses and I would love for you to share on your social media when you pre-order so I can see it and thank you. I would love if you share with your friends, literally you guys, as you talk about this book, as you pre-order it, as you share about it, that is what takes this book to where it's going to go. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for anything you've done to share or to pre-order or to support it. It means the absolute world. Less than six weeks, May 14th. We're coming in hot. We're just getting started. Thanks for your support. I cannot wait to get this in your hands. So I guess the biggest piece of advice, the first thing I would tell you is you need to clarify. You need to have a statement that says, I help person, describe the person, busy women, tired moms, um, you know, college girls, um, you know, cancer survivors, like what, who's the person that doesn't mean people who aren't cancer survivors can't enjoy and be challenged or encouraged by your content, or that doesn't mean people who aren't busy still can't get something out of what you share, but you're zeroing in on a description that immediately resonates with a pain point so that you can really attract your target audience. So I help person, And then you need a verb. So like achieve, do, change, find, clarify, whatever that word is. So mine would be show up for, right? And then you could even say what that is. So like change what their body image or change how they organize or, you know, maybe improve. Like that's probably not the best example. But then you can even add something depending on how much room you have without and then put a pain point thing they hate, right? So you can structure it in different ways. So it could say, I help person, right? Descriptive person achieve, do, change, or another verb without fill in the blank, which is basically thing that they don't like or a pain point or a a challenge, right? So I could say, if I got specific about anything that I'm teaching on social media, I could say, I help creative women expand their influence without overwhelming themselves, right? Or without overcommitting themselves. Like that immediately that resonates because everyone wants to expand their influence, right? Everyone wants to expand their brand, but they don't want to feel so bogged down by all the work that it takes and the confusion and the information overload and whatever. So I could say something like that if I was zeroing in on that pain point, right? So I want you to think about how could you maybe create a statement like that if you haven't already and make it very clear. And I know it can be hard when you're multi-passionate. Trust me, I often feel like I have to adjust mine because, or for a long time I felt that way until I found something that was like, okay, this should work because it embodies a lot of what I do, but it's still specific because I can help her show up in the social media space or in her faith or in her family or whatever. So anyways, I want you to think about what it is that you do. And then if you have multifaceted pieces of what you do. If you've got like, you know, I've got multiple kind of sub brands, each one can kind of have their own thing. So that's key number one. And that needs to be in your Instagram profile. So that's the first thing you need to do to change it. Second thing I would say is you need to get inside your client's head or inside your reader's head or your podcast listener's head and demonstrate that you understand their fears, goals, problems, pain points by talking about those things all the time. Okay. (laughs) That's why, you know, even though I talk about a variety of topics, the key pain points are coming through. I, you know, if I had to kind of boil down in every area, what the key pain points are, it's I'm overwhelmed, I'm undisciplined and I'm exhausted, or I'm unsure of what the next best step is. Those are kind of key pain points. So what you'll find is, yes, I talk about marriage on my profiles. Yes. I talk about, you know, business and work. And yes, I talk about my book and I talk about friendship. There's different topics I touch on but they ultimately all come down to the same key problem, right? 
I don't know what the next best step is and I feel stuck. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to be focused on or do, or I'm just totally overwhelmed by either information, my own ideas, my multiple passions, you know, or everyone else's expectations. So those are key pain points and fears and worries that my target audience is going to struggle with in every area of, of her life and the things that I talk about. So those come through in literally almost every single podcast episode in every piece of information, education that I put out there. So you need to think about you know, is, is your client's key pain point or is your readers or listeners key pain point, the pressure to prove? Is it, you know, for me, I, I that was what I was sharing. It's pressure to prove overwhelmed or other people's expectations, unfigured out dreams or plans, you know, that kind of thing. Failure is hers. Maybe her key pain point is I'm overweight and I have really massive body image issues or I'm underweight and really struggling to get out of this, you know, disordered eating that I've been struggling with, or I feel like a bad mom or I'm constantly disorganized or, you know, I have hormonal imbalances. Maybe you are a wellness coach or a health coach or a dietitian, you know, I don't know, but you need it. Like mine is these kind of broader things like pressure to prove overwhelm, unfigured out dreams, fear of failure, but yours might be body image or something else. So get really specific. You know, maybe it's like you could get so zeroed in, which actually the more you niche down, the bigger you can grow. Hilarious. I know. Um, and that's challenging for me as a multi-passionate person, but if you can, you know, pick one thing that you'll focus on, um, when it comes to what you help people with, but you can still talk about a variety of things surrounding that. That's like the golden ticket. Um, So, you know, pick your key pain point and then talk about that all the time in every single piece of content you put out, even if it's just the fear of taking small steps. I guess that's ultimately like if I really got more specific, that's kind of what every pain point that I speak to is taking small steps to improve your marriage or really embrace where you are or, you know, grow your Instagram or build your business or grow in your faith or whatever. So, um, I want you to think about what that is for you, because then when you can clearly illustrate that in your, in your profile, that's going to immediately attract and resonate with your core audience. Okay. I think I've rambled enough about that. Second thing. So after you change your, you know, what I do kind of statement, you also need to really think about, um, how you utilize the, um, you know, the name fields on Instagram. I have learned so much about how that's so SEO specific. So instead of just putting like, you know, I'm Sally or whatever your name is. Um, I don't know why I always use Sally as the example name. If you've listened to any other podcast episodes, you'll notice that I do that. (laughs) Um, But the second thing I would say is change that to be, to kind of reflect what you do. So let's say you are a, you know, um, health coach, change it to health expert or YouTube strategist, or um, you could be, you know, dietitian for women or, um, get kind of specific. You have like 30 characters in that field. So actually use that because that's searchable. And so don't space out your letters. Don't put like, you know, Casey with a space in between every letter. Cause you're just like killing your SEO there and make sure that you are, you utilizing that space to describe a little bit what you do. So I put, I think for, I don't know if I kind of change it sometimes just to kind of test different things, but I put something like Jordan, she podcast host, because I know a lot of people will be searching she podcasts on Instagram and their friends share about it or when they hear about it, you know, through someone in their community or whatever. So, um, I also have a page for the she podcast, but I also know that, you know, people will also find my profile if I put it in the SEO, but I could also put something like personal development mentor, or, you know, there's a variety of different keywords that I could use, but I'm just testing different things to see what may work a little bit better. Um, but think of keywords people use that people are searching and then how do you actually meet that need, right? You might, might, it'll be different. You might be a fitness instructor or whatever you do, but think about that because using that, that field is actually really, really key. And I personally don't really like that. I'm like, yeah, but I just want it to be my name and it can be, but if you want to try making an improvement, I would suggest putting something very specific there that's searchable that people might be looking for. Okay. Um, the third thing that I would tell you is I want to talk about highlights, the highlights on your Instagram story. So if you look at the highlights on your Instagram, you probably have, this is, I'm going to give you four tips total or four steps to take total to improve your Instagram profile. Um, so this is the third one and this needs, I've, I've heard, I've heard highlights described as like, this is your pillar content. This is like literally where you can start sharing specifically what you do. What I have found is maybe you're a fashion blogger or maybe you're a photographer or maybe you're something else. And I've seen a lot of people put like very lifestyle type highlights, like, um, like music, books, travel, um, you know, home, 
I don't know, all these different things. And I actually did that for a long time. It was like all these different topical things. And I started to realize that when I would go to other people's profiles, I didn't normally click on those. Like I didn't really care about their home, even if, unless they were a home or an interior decorator, but then even still, they should have some more specific highlights. So I was starting to kind of dig into how do you use the highlights feature more effectively and utilize that as part of that. I mean, it's pillar content. It's like, it's what tells people exactly what you do and why they should care almost immediately. And that's what you need if you're going to attract and reach your target, you know, reader or target customer or target all of the above. Right. So, um, I really made a lot of changes to my highlights the more that I learned about this. And what I would say is that your highlights need to be pillar content that convert your followers into not only valuable, you know, fans, but also possibly clients or, you know, loyal listeners, you know, that's, this is part of building a loyal tribe. You don't just have random stuff up there. And I think a lot of us do because it's cute. And we see all these bloggers have all these, you know, things and it's like, oh, well, we should just do it like hers rather than learning strategies for what actually works. So if you go on my profile, you'll see that there are highlights and they used to say things like faith, home, marriage, like all these things. Well, that doesn't tell my first reader what I do. So instead I have highlights like the own your everyday book, testimonials, podcast, coaching. So it's very specific. Um, my story, right. That immediately tells people, Oh, I want to see what other people are saying about you testimonials or, Oh, what's your story? Or the, you know, I want to highlight my pillar piece of content, which is ultimately my book, because that's a huge deal for me. So putting that in a highlight is very key. And then in the testimonial space, I basically put what people are saying about the book, right? I very much zeroed in on that in this season or what people are saying about the podcast or the coaching course that comes with the book. So for me, I had to realize, okay, your highlights need to have things like if yours currently say things like marriage, home, books, music, travel, no, they need, okay. If you're just using Instagram for fun, like that's great. Do that. But if you're actually trying to grow it and use it to build a blog or a brand or, you know, a business or an organization, you need to really be specific in how you use these. So these are changes you can make literally immediately. First, it's your your brand statement or your what you do statement, which you can evolve and change. Don't feel like you're stuck for putting it there. Um, also changing, um, you know, and understanding your your clients or your readers' key pain points. That's number two. And really making sure you're talking about that all the time and it comes through every topic or, you know, um, specific thing that you talk about and touch on. The third thing is how you're using the story highlights. So your story highlights need to have a my story, even if you're just starting out, like just a, like you can update these, you know? So for me, I tell the story of how this whole process hasn't been linear and use that to encourage anyone who feels like they're trying to start something or do something themselves, but struggling because it's not very linear or they've had to make changes or what they thought would be, you know, their vision didn't happen the way that it is or that, that they thought, um, for you, it might just be like, Hey, I've had this experience in my life. So now I'm passionate about starting this Etsy store or, Hey, I'm going on a mission trip. So this is why I'm passionate about you know, educating others on how to fundraise for their mission trips, or I'm, you know, coaching health coaches because I was a health coach for so long, or I was coached by, you know, a health coach. It changed my life. So then I became one and here's three failures I've experienced along the way, but here's what they've taught me and why I'm here today and how I can help you. Right. So you need to have a, my story, you need to have a testimonials and or reviews highlight. Um, you need to have, and so even if you just have a couple, like even if a couple people have texted you like, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. Or if you have a small Facebook group and people have put in there some of the wins that they've experienced or some reviews or feedback on a podcast episode that you released or a book or a devotional that you wrote or something like that, that needs to go in your testimonials. People need to know why you're legit and don't try to have too many products up on your page at once. That's one thing I used to do wrong is I would have like four highlights, like this boot camp and this resource and this book and this, no, like I've zeroed really close closely in on the book. And then I also have my boot camp on there for anyone who wants to try my signature course, which is like time management, decluttering, that kind of thing, how to really like streamline and organize your life. Um, that's kind of like a step-by-step coaching course, but you know, the, the, the clear focus, at least in this season is the book. And that should be very clear. Oh, this chick is an author. Um, she helps me show up for what I made to do, which is literally part of the subtitle of the book. And here's the book. Oh, cool. And here's her story. Of course, I want to read this book. Let me go find it. You know, so it needs to be like a very clear user experience. So that needs to come through in your highlights. So I would suggest at least having 
and simplifying. Don't have like a hundred highlights either. <laughs> have like four or five. So my story, testimonials, services and or resources. So you could put like my course or get my free guide or, um, you know, book me for your wedding or whatever. So like that would be one highlight book me or, you know, work with me or resources or free guide or whatever you want to call it. Um, or you could have your paid resources and your freebies in two separate highlights. So you could have like free challenge in one highlight and kind of explain what that is. And the way that you put in those highlights, like you almost want to write out like a, um, like what you would write out in an email or like a landing page to describe what it is and why it can help somebody. And basically just record that in a series of like four to five videos of yourself. Like people want to see you, you know, so very simply explain what it is and why they should care and how it can help them and put that in a highlight resource or course or book me, you know, tell a story of what, you know, or talk about your services and how you're a different wedding photographer than someone else and what makes you unique or how you love, you know, to be like a second bridesmaid on the wedding day or whatever. Um, and then get your freebies, you know, download my free course or download my free guide or, you know, try my preset or something like that. So that's just an example if you were doing photography, but, um, so you need to have those four things. And then you can also have like one kind of, well, I guess if you want to do, you could do reviews or, or not, I'm sorry, not reviews, results. So if you are working with people and helping them get results, like let's say you're coaching them in their weight loss journey, then you want to have a highlight that says results or um, wins or something like that. Um, and then if you added anything else, you'd probably just want to have like the results really positions you as an expert, right? Or it positions you as someone that's trustworthy. So if you don't have those yet, then obviously don't add them, but try to work on getting a couple of those so that you can share them. Um, and then your method, if you are, you know, teaching a specific skill, then maybe having something on, this is my method and this is how I do my editing process, or this is how, you know, this is my unique method to growing your Instagram, or this is my unique method to growing your, you know, um, or improving your health or improving your weight loss or, you know, eating healthy without sacrificing foods you love or whatever your thing is, right? So it wouldn't be bad to have kind of a my method or something that positions you as an expert such as results. So if I had to give you five pieces of or five or six highlights, I'd say my story, testimonials, services or resources, which is the third one. Fourth one would be get your freebie or, you know, try my method or whatever. Um, results and some sort of specific way that you do something, if that applies. You don't have to put that one, but if you have a specific way or a specific method, I think that would be super helpful to have. Okay, then the other thing that I would say you really need to be clear on, actually two more things that kind of go together. This goes back, so this is like thing number four, step number four, look at your Instagram profile again. Once you've made updates to your highlights, you also need to clearly tell people why they should click whatever link you put in your profile. Okay, what is it for? Not just like have it there, um, but why should they care, right? So it helps to have if in your profile or in your bio, if you can add any kind of social proof, like featured in, I don't know, women's health or if, I don't know, maybe like featured by The Knot or whatever your field is. So I was featured in Inc. Magazine. My book was featured in Inc. Magazine as one of the top books to read to be a better person in 2019. I was like, well, that's fancy. I was with like the Dalai Lama and Marie Kondo. <laughs> I was like, Brene Brown. I'm like, what in the world is happening? That was the craziest thing. So I was like, okay, sweet. Well, this now gives some social proof. So I'm going to put that in my bio. Not because it's like, look at me, I'm flashy. It's because when I have someone new come to my profile, it tells them immediately like, oh, this chick's legit. I should care, right? And it doesn't, you don't have to be featured by ink to show that you're, you know, the real deal. It could even be something as, you know, um, simple as, uh, like think of some, some simple way that if you have any kind of social proof, you know, thought catalog contributor, TEDx speaker, um, the not, you know, contributor or just something that you do, right? Where is one area you've contributed that people might recognize? Just think of that. Or Odyssey, you know, the Odyssey, if you're a college student and you're trying to build a blog or an online brand or build your network marketing business or whatever, if you've written for the Odyssey, which is a college magazine, or if you've, you know, been awarded by your sorority or your team, like something that gives a little bit of like, oh, that's interesting. You know, kind of just a little something that sets you apart. Have you won any awards? Have you been, you know, um, given any kind of recognition by anything. And again, it's so hard for me to give this advice. And this is why I don't talk about it a lot. Cause I'm like, gosh, I don't want girls to be like, so focused on the recognition they get or the awards they have or how fancy they can be. Um, but at the same time, if you have been use that and play your strengths, you know, don't be ashamed of that. So, um, that would be something to make sure you include. But I guess what I was trying to get to is 
if you have that, great. It's not a total need, but it would be nice to add. And then if you add something very specific, why they should click the link, right? First of all, have the link, don't have too many options in the link. Don't have like 15 different things, like a link tree with like, buy my guide, get my this, do my podcast. Here's my speaking schedule. Here's this, here's like, ugh, if people don't know what to click, right? So like, what do you wanna channel them to? And then how does that maybe lead to the other things that you have? You need to have a little bit of like a pathway in a way that you're guiding them. So when someone's looking at your Instagram profile and you know, if you tell them straight up, like tap the link to, get your next 10 tips to grow your Instagram. I don't know. Or tap the link to learn how to show up for what you're made to do or to discover what you're made to do or pre-order my book or, you know, click the link to get your free guide. Like give it, give some specifics or just tell them even if you don't want to, if you run out of characters, like I ran out of characters, so mine doesn't have like a get the link so you can do this, right? But it just tells them very clearly, click to pre-order like <laughs> because that's been like the focus of my social media. But if you go on my podcast page, it says tune in and get the tools you need to succeed. Who doesn't want that, right? I'm not saying it's just in money. I'm saying the tools you need to succeed, like this episode, giving you tools to improve your Instagram, to be more successful in that space. Other episodes have tools to improve your marriage, tools to improve your health, tools and ideas and resources to improve your faith or, you know, your friendships. And so, you know, it's ultimately like, oh yeah, I need tools to succeed. And then they'll click the link. And then in the link, there's just a few options where they can subscribe. So it's no confusion. If you prefer iTunes, I'm going to click iTunes. Um, If you prefer Spotify, I'll click Spotify, right? So there's not like a million options. The last thing that I would say um, is as you're thinking about this link, I guess this point number four is very much focused on social proof and how you're directing traffic. Um, And when you're directing them, you need to tell them exactly what to do. So I guess this has technically become five tips because I threw in the social proof thing there. (laughs) So sorry for the confusion. So social proof, if you have any, make sure that's there. That immediately tells someone why they should care or what sets you apart. But in this whole link conversation, which is, I guess, point number five, um, you want to tell them exactly why they should click the link and then use a very strategic, um, like don't put a million things in your links. So if you want to link more than one thing, I would say don't link more than three things and make them very different options um, so that it's not confusing. So I would suggest using something like tap bio. I have used tap bio for our podcast page and that's been really helpful because you can feature like your most recent three episodes or you can give people like tune in on iTunes, tune in on Spotify, tune in on Stitcher, tune in on Google Play or whatever. So they can just, that's not confusing because they know what platform they prefer and what they use. So with that, make sure that you're, I I prefer tap bio to like link to or something. I think it looks prettier. It's more customizable. It's I like the user experience better. Our friends developed it, so we love it. Um, but anyways, TapBio is a really awesome resource to immediately like just streamline and make it very clear what people can do on your profile. So tell them exactly why they need to tune in and simplify and cut down on confusion by only having a, either one option or just a couple options in that link. But if you're getting specific, like um, download my free guide, that should be what the link is, you know what I mean? Or pre-order the book, that should be what the link is. So you can change these out as you're in different seasons or have different launches happening or different services you're offering, but be very, very specific about that because that helps really guide your reader and not only clarifies who you are, what you do, how you can help them and how you care, but these changes also give them a very clear call to action and a clear call to action for the ones that you want to attract and that you want to click and actually take action, they will do it because it resonates with them, right? Right off the bat, within the first few seconds, they're on your profile. So to recap, <laughs> these aren't even, I'm not even getting into like pictures and layout and planning and content creation and all those things. I want to talk about those more. But if I could just give you a few simple, immediately implementable action steps that you can take, it's, let's go back just to make sure. Update the name field in your profile. Make sure that that has some SEO words, you know, personal development for women or fitness coach or something like that, whatever you do. Um, Bible studies for women, maybe that's what your organization does. So, or a shopping community, whatever. Um, So change the name field. Make sure that you have a what you do statement. I help this type of person. Verb, do this, change that, try this, fix that, whatever. And then you can even add if you have room without common pain point without the overwhelm, without stress, without, you know, uh, giving up food she loves, without feeling like a burden, whatever the issue main pain point is. And then that main pain point that you might highlight in your what I do statement, 
should come through and make sure you have that coming through every piece of content so that it's super consistent even though you can still talk about a variety of topics, right? You can weave that in, you can take that from totally different angles so it doesn't feel like you're just regurgitating, but there is an element of consistency and it starts to create what people can expect from you. Um, The next thing is to add any kind of social proof that if you have it, you know, or if you have a hashtag that you started, um, that if you don't have the social proof, the better thing to do or the alternative would be to direct them or say founder of. It make, it establishes you as an expert. So even if you just started a very simple seven-day simplification challenge or something like that, founder of the Simple Life Challenge, that makes you sound like, okay, you've founded something. It establishes expert expertise in your area. So founder of this podcast or founder of, you know, this challenge or featured in fill in the blank featured in ink magazine or um forbes contributor or odyssey contributor just one thing that makes people go like oh okay she's doing something intentional and this all makes sense and then the last thing is make sure your link directions oh no no not the last thing sorry the the next thing is the highlights so make sure that your highlights are things like my story testimonials um the community right or the results um things like that the kind of five or seven that I kind of laid out. I wouldn't have more than five or six. You don't need to have a hundred options for them. Again, I probably have a little bit more than five or six, so I'm kind of (laughs) need to take my own advice, but at the same time, it's, they're very clear. So make sure that those are super, super clear for you. Um, and try to cut down on too many options there. Cause you want people to click your highlights, right? You don't want them to be like, oh my gosh, there's 15 highlights. I'm confused. And I don't know which one to highlight or to, to look at. So really clarify those zero in on things like results, testimonials, my story, etc. That really establishes you as an expert and someone that's trustworthy. And it also creates curiosity. Um, and then the last thing is be really specific about your call to action and the link that you you include again cut down on confusion that'll immediately improve not only the user experience of your current following but it also prepares your Instagram and your profile to receive more followers which in the next several episodes I'll try to give you some tips on how to grow that and how to reach people that you really need to reach without spamming people or without buying followers or doing a bunch of sketchy things um, and not feel so stuck but you need to prepare your profile for that so even if you know maybe you have a couple of these things in place I'm sure that you do if you have room it's great to add a personal little touch like I love Beyonce or whatever your little goofy thing is um, or personal touch but it's not the top priority but unfortunately a lot of us make it the top priority especially when we're building personal brands because we want it to feel personal but the personal stuff needs to come through in the stories and in, in your highlight that says my story and in the in the posts like people will connect with you but you need to prepare your Instagram profile for when you grow, for when new people stumble upon your page and they, why should they choose to quick, click follow? That's what you need to be thinking about. So, and why should they click your link, right? What, what would incentivize them to click the link or how are they being told very clearly what to click? If there's even something that's like, click the link below to fill in the blank, they're 10 times more likely to actually click it just by giving that very clear direction. So, you know, I know so many of us are so worried about growth and building and et cetera, et cetera, but I want you to really lay the groundwork and have a real, I want you to create an Instagram profile with intention. I want you to create one that actually is effective, that is proven to capture people's attention, get them to work and really build a relationship with them in the first few seconds they're on your page so that they can say like, oh, okay, this totally speaks to me. This completely resonates with me. I can buy into this and I'm curious about this girl. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I want it. I know this is kind of a long episode and I know I've kind of thrown a lot at you, but I want you to implement these actionable steps, make these improvements to your profile or to your like bio. Um, think about specifically what you do or what pain point you help women through, whether it's, they don't know what they're made to do or they're stuck or they're unsure or they struggle with failure or they struggle with weight or they struggle with organization or they can't build their business or they have a really hard time in their marriage. Like there's so many different things. So you need to figure out what it is that you do, or they don't have a they don't have a photographer, you know, they don't have a visual, you know, um, component and you help people solve that problem, right? Like what is it for you? And then be very specific about your highlights, cut down on confusion, make a clear call to action, simplify what's in your link. Please don't have a link tree with 30 links. We just have to stop doing that um, and really prepare your profile. It'll immediately improve that. It'll make it so much clearer what you do and how you can help people. Um, but it doesn't have to limit you either. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, now I can only talk about this one thing. It's like, no, just talk about that throughout all the content that you're passionate about sh- about sharing. And that won't only help you you know, get buy-in, build a loyal following, but it'll also help you serve your current following more clearly and better and give you some guardrails and some 
focus in some direction, but it also will prepare your profile, immediately improve it for the person who just happens to stumble upon it or who finds it on the discover page or who sees that a friend tagged, you know, something that you wrote, tagged them in something you wrote, like that's going to get them to stick around. If they immediately right in the next or the first few seconds of being on your page are in any way captivated and encouraged or shown why they should even follow or why they should even care. And then also helps followers become loyal fans. And that's how you really build, you know, not a platform, but a community. And there's a really big difference. A lot of people have platforms and they just share cutesy things and people are inspired maybe by like the outfit or by the thing. But there isn't a lot of connection there. And there is a strategic way to go about connection. There's a lot of people who are very open on social media or who do a ton of stories on social media, which is almost overwhelming. Um, but not a lot who strategically position and know their angle to really serve their target audience, their target reader, their target client, and communicate that in the first few seconds so that a random, you know, passerby or bypasser will be inclined to stop and explore a little bit and engage and click follow. So you need to make those improvements and those changes. I think you'll see already just, you'll feel more confident in what your profile looks like. Um, you'll probably have a little bit more clarity as to what to focus on and it'll be very clear for your audience. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this encouraged you. I hope it challenged maybe the way that you see business, branding, social media, any of this space, because I know it can be so image-based. It can be so much about popularity. It can be so much about like hustling to win. And I get it. Like there's an element of, you know, yeah, there's competition and no matter what we do in life, that's part of being a human. But if you can focus on relationship over popularity, purpose over popularity, you know, really being able to clearly communicate with your target follower or your target fan or friend so that you can turn them from a follower to a loyal fan to then a friend, um, that's really where you're going to win, even if you don't have a massive following. So I hope this helps. These are my tips for immediately improving your Instagram profile. Go do them if you haven't. If you've done a couple of them, but you need to make the other updates or you have some of these things in place, make all five updates. Do those things now. Clarify, simplify, and that's how you're going to captivate. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode today, friends. I hope that it challenged you and that it helped you and that it improves your Instagram experience right away. I really wanted to give you some tangible, super simple, but really effective action steps that you can implement right away. If this episode helped you at all, and as we're talking about Instagram, can you do me a favor? Would you mind taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on your Instagram? The way that one of the biggest ways that this show has grown is because friends like you are talking about it and sharing it on their Instagram stories. So I would love, love, love if you would take two seconds and snap a quick screenshot and share on your story a picture of that screenshot and maybe your favorite takeaway. What was one thing that you learned or one action step that you implemented immediately or that really helped you or something that challenged you from this episode and offered you actionable advice. I would love to hear tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley or at she podcast so that we can see it and that I can repost it. And thank you for tuning into it really means the world. I'll see you in the next episode. To learn more about the she podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit Jordan Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.